Jiminy Crickets. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'm a happy-go-lucky fellow. Always getting in wrong for singing my song. A merry old soul am I. Jiminy Cricket is the name. I'll be hanging around this evening. I'll be tipping my hat and telling you that Jiminy Cricket is the name. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 87 of Jiminy Crickets. How are you doing, Ruth? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? I'm doing great. We have a few things to uh, talk about at the top of the show before we get started. But our main topic this week is going to be a trip report. Because Ruthie went to Walt Disney World over Christmas, and we want to hear all about all the fun that she had on her Walt Disney World Florida vacation. But first, I have some announcements to make. First uh, thing I want to mention is that, and I I apologize for kind of being a seesaw on our show scheduling and everything. Like, I say one thing and then it changes the next week. But I promise, this is permanent. (laughs) (laughs) This is not going to change. This is how we're going to do the shows going forward. Now, we had just recorded two episodes of a new podcast called The Jiminy Crickets News. And we had planned on doing the news every other week and then doing Jiminy Crickets, uh, the regular show, every other week. But the reason I split it up was because it was getting to be, our episodes were getting to be too long by doing the news as part of the regular show so and i also thought it might make my life easier by having two short shows to edit instead of one long show but when we split up the news we just like started recording the news for a lot longer and started doing the main topic for a lot longer so it didn't really save me any work it just added all this extra work for me and as you know i do a lot of other disney related activities on the web the interweb so i can't really afford to be doing an episode every week anymore and we were kind of falling back and i kind of fell back into the drawing board that i thought i had alleviated all that extra work and now i'm back to doing all that extra work again so going forward no jiminy crickets news even though we only had two episodes that show's been canceled (laughs) but we will still be doing our regular Jiminy Cricket show every other week and we're not really going to focus on the news anymore we will bring up news items from time to time if anything major happens but we really want to focus on doing our main topic discussions such as uh, things about the theme parks Imagineering Disney films history and that sort of thing. We, we don't, we never intended our show to be a news show. There are about 500 Disney news shows podcasts out there, but there are very few Disney history and Disney, you know, topics type shows like we do, which sets us apart from all the others. So we want to focus on that from now on. So again, The news show has been canceled and we're going back to every other week. And I definitely apologize for all the 
changing it one week and then going to something else the following week. And hopefully, as far as I know, this is not going to change. This is now our permanent scheduling. So um, throughout 2018 and beyond, it'll be every other week. It'll be a regular show and we will have less news and more main topic. And I hope everybody likes that decision. The next thing I want to talk about is we've been a little um, neglectful of uh, reading iTunes reviews for several months now. And we have a few new ones to read. And Ruth, um, we're going to start back with June. We're going to call the way back to June. And we, you know, we only have a handful. It's not like everybody's leaving us a, a review. And by the way, I should mention, if you haven't left us a review, please do. Um, we would like to get more, and we will read them on the show. We're gonna. One of our things for this year is we're gonna be try to be a lot more um, attentive to our iTunes and try to make sure we read everything right away instead of putting it off for six months. Um, but we have a handful of reviews, and Ruth is gonna read them, and then we'll we have a few things to say about them. So why don't you start with the one from June, Ruth? Alrighty. This is from Miss Bean, B-E-I-N, and it's titled Great Gab and Facts, and this is a five-star review. She says, I enjoy every bit of this podcast. The fun and know-how combination works well. Thanks for sharing your thoughts and adding them to what's happening. Great job. Wow, that's fantastic. Thank you, Mrs. Bean. Are you related to Mr. Bean? (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, thank you so much. There's really nothing I can add to that. I agree. <laughs> oh, oh, very immodest of you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> so when's the next, what's the next review, Ruth? The next one is from, unfortunately, I don't read this Asian language, so it's some Asian characters, so mm. I don't know who it's from. Okay. But the title is wonderful. It's a five-star mm-hmm. review, and it's from August 6th. It says, this is a wonderfully produced podcast about Disney history, music, and current events. I especially love the focus on music. Tip of the top, cream of the crop, give a listen. Oh, thank you. Thank I you like very that much. reference to Mary Poppins there. Yes, it's, it's Jiminy Crickets and there we stop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you wink, you think, you do a double blink. You close your eyes, and Jiminy Crickets. (laughs) (laughs) There's our new opening. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so what's the next one, Ruth? All right, we have two more. Mm -hmm. So the next one is from Andy Wambolt, and it was from October 25th, and it's titled Chill, Fun, and Super Informative, and it's a five-star review. Hmm been binge listening to these all week and I'm eager for even more. The gang all have great chemistry and senses of humor, and the depth of Disney knowledge offered is encyclopedic. Mm. We used to have an encyclopedia segment. We might bring that back now that we're not doing the news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one more little comment here. It says, a unique gem in the Disney podcast world, highly recommended. Aww. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. And now I know the next one is not quite so flattering. And that was kind of the reason we 
decided to read the reviews today because we found out we got a review that was a little negative about us. So let's read that one, Ruth. All right. It's from Colo Jeep, and it is a two-star review just from January 2nd of this year, and it's titled Stay Away From Politics. So it starts out, this show rocks, this show rocks. It is enjoyable to hear the news about Disney from other people who have such a huge passion equal to myself. But why do they have to get involved with politics on the show? I'm not listening to AM talk radio. I'm not downloading political garbage. I want to hear about Disney. Okay. Well, I wanted to address this. (laughs) As far as I know, we don't get into politics on the show. And I... We were talking about this earlier, and we were trying to figure out what that person possibly could be talking about, because we very rarely, if ever, talk about anything political on the show. In fact, I even make a point of not getting political, and I've actually put the Quabash on several topics in the news so that we don't get political. For example... We purposely have not once until now, and I'm only bringing it up as an example and we're not going to get into it, we have not once brought up the topic of the Hall of Presidents at Walt Disney World, which is very controversial lately. And the reason we haven't brought it up is because we don't want to get into politics and we don't want to take sides and we want this show to be accessible to all people of all political beliefs. We're, we're not a political show and we're here for everybody, no matter what their political affiliations are. There's other similarly related... What's another one that we didn't bring up, Ruth? Do you remember? Yeah, we didn't talk about the redhead controversy at the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Right. We purposely didn't bring that up because we felt it might be considered too political to share our opinions on that. I mean, so we purposely go out of our way not to be political on our show and to be free and open for everybody. I mean, the only thing I can think of that may be construed as political is we may have brought up the controversy regarding Song of the South here or there in the past, you know, the 1946 film about Uncle Remus, which is a little controversial. And in our last show, I did bring up some controversy regarding the character of King Louie, and I defended Disney. But that episode wasn't released until after that person left that review, so I'm really scratching my head to figure out what political thing we could have possibly said because we just don't bring up politics on this show it's not what our show is about and we go out of our way not to be political on the show if this person who left that comment is listening i would like to know exactly what you're referring to and we're all friends here we're not going to gang up on you and be mean we just want to know what it was that we said we're curious So you can contact us at, um, what's our uh, email address, Ruth? Send us an email at JiminyCricketsPodcast at gmail.com. Right, so send us an email there and let us know what it was exactly that we said that you considered to be political. I'm curious. I am too. We don't want to be political and we will continue to 
go in that direction. We're not going to ever bring up politics or anything controversial of that nature on our show. We're not going to talk about the Hall of Presidents. And that's just the way it is. If you want to hear about the Hall of Presidents, turn on CNN or Fox or MSNBC and hear about it there, because that's not what we're doing. Anyway, that being said, <laughs> let's talk about something a little more positive. I have some exciting news, Ruth. What is it, Chris? We have a brand new partnership with Concierge. Concierge is a vacation planner, and not only do they specialize in vacation planning services, but they walk beside the entire process of your Disney vacation. They analyze and pick out the right dates. They help you to uh, effectively utilize your fast passes. They help you with every detail of your Disney vacation. And the amount of time that your personal vacation planner will spend with you one-on-one planning out every stage of your trip is amazing. Mike and his behind-the-scenes team do a phenomenal job and we're excited to endorse Concierge for all the travel planning needs of our Jiminy Crickets podcast listeners. So... If you are starting the early planning process of your next Disney vacation, be it Walt Disney World, Disneyland, the Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, or many of the other Disney locations available worldwide, why not give Concierge a call? They are an authorized Disney vacation planner. And here is the amazing part. Ruth, are you ready for this? I'm ready. They charge nothing. Zero what? zip nada for their services. That's right. It's 100% free. You get the exact same pricing as if you call Disney yourself or book them through the online Disney portal. But the advantage in using concierge expertise and concierge level service is that you have the added bonus of a personal Disney guru planner by your side, and I cannot recommend them enough. So, you can check them out at www.concierge.com. That's www.concierge.com. And that's ears like in mouse ears, concierge. You can also find them on all the social media platforms, and you can link directly to their website from my website, DisneyChris.com, because Concierge is now the official Disney vacation planners of the Jiminy Crickets podcast and DisneyChris.com. So we hope you'll check them out. And now, let's jump ahead to our main topic. Walt Disney World to fly you to the top of your highest dream. The magic of Walt Disney World. 
There's something magical about a parade Little kids and pink lemonade Grown-ups having the best time of their lives There's magic in other things you can do And when you're done and you think you are through You turn around and then there's So Ruthie went away. That's why we took a little hiatus from Jiminy Crickets for about three weeks. She went away and then we had, you know, Christmas and New Year's going on. And so we just decided to take a little end of the year break. But uh, Ruthie, I suspect, had a wonderful time going to Walt Disney World. And she's going to share with us all of her Florida adventures tonight. So, Ruthie, why don't you tell us everything? As the Mad Hatter says, start at the beginning, and when you get to the end, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what I plan to do. Okay. Alrighty, so my family and I went to Walt Disney World for the holidays. And we live in Virginia, and obviously Walt Disney World is in Orlando, Florida, and we decided to drive, which is, a, it's about a 12 to 14 hour drive, depending on traffic. And our plan was to stay about a week in Orlando. And so we arrived there on December 21st. And that was the first day that we did stuff together. And this was not a day that we planned to go to the park. So I had thought about, no, so let me give you a little bit of background here. I've been to all of the parks one other time. I've been to Magic Kingdom a couple of times, but never in a large trip. It's always been uh, a couple of days here, a couple of days there, and so it's been kind of sporadic. So this is the first time that I've been able to actually spend a good chunk of time in Orlando visiting all of the parks all in one trip. I've also haven't had a lot of experience in the actual, you know, Buena Vista area and the different resorts around Walt Disney World and things like that. So I wanted to take the opportunity to discover these. All of these resorts that I've heard about, that I've, you know, seen pictures of, I wanted to actually experience a little bit, even though I wasn't staying in them. So my first day I had planned to, we wanted to go to Disney Springs. And then I wanted to... After that, I wanted to take the monorail and visit a couple of the hotels. And so that's exactly what we did. And I planned this whole day out. We stayed on Disney property, but not on in a Disney hotel or Disney resort. We actually stayed in the Holiday Inn, which is just on the, I'm not exactly sure what direction. What is it? The Hotel Plaza? It's it's on Disney property, but it's not a Disney hotel. It's near Disney Springs. Exactly. I'm not exactly sure which direction. So you stayed at the Hilton? The Holiday Inn. Oh, when I stayed there in 89, I stayed at the Hilton. Okay. So we stayed there 
and mm -hmm. it was th this day we decided to walk from our hotel to Disney Springs because it was that close and it yeah. was just like an eight to ten minute walk and it was it's really nice and yes it's December but this is Florida so the weather was basically perfect when we got mm -hmm. there right nice sunny day this day not I was, humid nope not humid and I was wearing shorts so that's why it was also perfect walking weather right so we walked from our hotel to Disney Springs and one of the things that I wanted to do there was for the holidays they have a they made a Christmas tree trail with oh. um and they had these Christmas trees decorated with different memorabilia and icons to represent different Disney characters oh and so that was one of the things that I wanted to see at Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. And so we went there and it hadn't opened yet when we first arrived. So we decided to grab some lunch and we ate at the Earl of Sandwich. And this oh, was the nice. first time I've eaten there. And it was really good. Mm. There mm -hmm. was kind of a line when we were ordering our food, but it went quickly. Mm -hmm. So for people who want to go there and eat there, don't let the line keep you from ordering there. And then after we were done eating, we went to the Christmas tree trail and it was really cute. I have some pictures of a couple of Christmas trees, but you know, they have like, they had a Lilo and Stitch themed Christmas tree, a Pinocchio, a Cruella de Vil. Um, mm. my, my favorite one was the Mary Poppins one, of course, mm -hmm. but they were really cute. And just the thought that went into these Christmas trees, it was just amazing. Just the little details that they had as like ornaments and decorations on these trees. It was really cute. And definitely, if they continue to do this, definitely worth seeing because it's really cute. And also while you're walking through this path that they've created, they are pumping out fake snow. Ah. So it was Soap really sense. cute. Yeah. And we were there, <laughs> we were there like around, you know, just after lunchtime. So it was still light outside. It wasn't dark or anything like that. So, you know, it was kind of, you know, interesting to have it snow on us while we were walking through it, but it was still really fun. Um, so I'm Wearing glad shorts I, with yeah, snow. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm glad, but I'm glad I got to see it cause they were really cute. Mm -hmm. And then we walked around the shops and one of the other things that I wanted to do besides going to the, um, you know, the different Disney stores that they have in Disney Springs mm -hmm. is one of the stores I've always wanted to visit is Wonderground Gallery because I there's a couple of Disney oh, yeah. artists and they sell their their um, art there and I absolutely love them and one of them is Jared Mariamu I love his art I I mean I I could go on and on about it and he has his art and different pieces there so you can buy them there and it, uh, it was just uh, really hard to not buy everything there right but part where the Wonderground Gallery is there's this kind of this what they call marketplace co-op so it's this big open area that then they have kind of created little vignette shops of disney themes. oh yeah i've heard of this yeah it's really cute you should definitely go in there yeah so like they have the wonderground gallery so that's like the art then they have like the d-tech so that's like the phone cases and things like that mm -hmm. they also have like a, a kitchen area so anything that you could possibly want that's disney like theme kitchen for your kitchen yeah. yeah they had um really unique different clothing so this is like the vintage area where they have like you know kind of like a dapper looking clothing but it's like disney right. themed like the uh -huh. yeah. the actual cloth is like disney print and yeah, stuff like, like that have, 
they have like poodle skirts that are Disney yeah. themed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had a little shop there that had all of these really cute outfits as well. So mm-hmm. it was just a really cute area, and and I highly recommend going in there. And for all the Disney fans, you need to go in there and look at those little um, shops because it's really cute. Right. We walked around there, and and we also went to non-Disney themed shops as well. And Disney Springs is huge, and mm-hmm. It's just, there's so much to see, and there's so many different little fun stores, so it definitely is not anything that you're whipping through quickly. So, you know, we definitely took our time and, you know, looked in different shops and stuff like that. So then we got to a point where we're like, okay, we're, we're good with this, and let's move on. So we got in the line, and we took a resort bus to the Polynesian Hotel. Oh, okay. And this was one of the hotels that I have always wanted to see and I never have and so I was definitely like very excited to see this hotel mm-hmm. and part of wanting to go to the Polynesian is to also visit Trader Sam's right. so, which is the the tiki themed the bar. bar yeah yeah so we got to the hotel and we walked around and looked at the different things that they had there you know there was like some shops and stuff like that too you know, and they had a, like a nice Christmas tree in the in the center. And then we went to Trader Sam's. It's too bad that you never got to see before they remodeled it. They used to have a huge fountain, like a huge like tropical atrium with all this plant life and everything and a big waterfall. Oh, really? Right in the middle when you walked in, but they got rid of that a couple years ago. So it was actually inside the building? Yeah, right when oh. you walked in, where where that little statue, mm-hmm. that tiki statue standing, mm-hmm. that whole area was filled in with a big garden with waterfalls. And hmm. It was something else, but they got rid of it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's a bummer. Hmm. Yeah, but you did get to see Trader Sam, so what was that like? Yeah, that was really awesome so we went Mm -hmm. there we put our name in and they said it was going to be like a 45 minute wait Mm -hmm. so what we decided to do was just go out into the patio Mm -hmm. because they also served like their drinks and stuff there and um we just decided to wait and see how you know if we felt like going into the trader sam's you know however long it was going to take for them to you know call our names so we were sitting on the patio and it was a beautiful view it was just you know the water and overlooking the lake and stuff like that and mm-hmm. and we did get drinks and I had my first spiky pineapple which is the Dole Whip and Rum mm. it was so good mm-hmm. I highly recommend anybody who loves Dole Whip you know um, how can rum mess that up so <laughs> <laughs> it was really good definitely you need to try it if you haven't tried it Dole Whip is literally my favorite Disneyland dessert mm-hmm. so I definitely had to try that, and it was really good. And then our buzzer went off, and so we just decided to go in and see, you know, what it was like. And Oh, they gave you, like, a pager? Yeah. Okay. So we went in there, and it's actually really small. Yeah. I didn't realize how small it was, mm-hmm. and which is why it's also a long wait. Right. And so we sat there, and like, in the middle of the where we sat, it was like a, a surfboard table. Okay. That we sat at. And we got a couple of appetizer bar food because that's basically what they serve is like little appetizers and then um, drinks, really fun drinks. And inside there, when you order certain drinks, they have different like calls that they all yell out. Like, right, right. Yeah. Each drink has its own unique 
thing they do. Yeah. Little show they put on. Yeah, that was really fun to to be yeah. experiencing that. Also, uh-huh. on two of the windows, they have like a projection of the like a volcano, and right. so periodically the the light will flash and like the lava will come out of there and stuff like yeah. that. And that was really fun too. And we got a couple of appetizers, and one of them that we got it was it's called Hawaiian poke. And basically, it's just like um, raw tuna, like ahi tuna, chopped mm-hmm. up into little like cubes, and they serve it with wonton chips. So you take this wonton chip and you scoop it, scoop the tuna up, and eat it. And I'm that... trying to remember what oh wonton are those Chinese? Yes, but they're Chinese. larger. They weren't like noodle shaped. They were like a large chip, and okay. it was so good. So if right. anybody goes there. I highly recommend ordering this because it was so good. It was definitely what was it the highlight. Again? Hawaiian poke. Okay. It was so good. If you like raw fish, I would yeah, definitely like recommend sushi, this. Yeah, I like sushi, so I would try that. Oh yeah, oh, you'll love it then. If you like sushi, this is so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's definitely sushi quality fish too. Right. Of course. So that was so good, and it was mm-hmm. just really fun being in there, and I was just. You know, really excited to finally get to experience Trader Sam's. Not bad. So then after that, we walked around the Polynesian outside a little bit. The sun was setting. So it was kind of really fun because I really kind of got this Hawaiian vibe and I just loved that resort. I didn't, I'm not even staying at this resort, but I just loved it. And so that is now on my bucket list. I will stay at the Polynesian one day. Okay. And experience yeah. it because I really loved just being in that atmosphere. Make sure you stay in the same room where John Lennon ended the Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> if anybody oh. knows that story. Do you know what room, room it is? I don't know. But the rumor <laughs> is that uh, he was staying there when he signed the papers that dismounted permanently the Beatles. Oh, really? That's funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh. It'll claim to fame there. Interesting. A sad moment in history. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So did you go to the, the other monorail? Yes. Did you? So from there, we got out of the monorail and we went to the Grand Floridian. Okay. And I wanted to go there because I knew they had a really kind of deck out their lobby area for mm-hmm. Christmas. And mm-hmm. so they had this really huge, huge, beautiful Christmas tree. And yes. the other thing that they have there is the life-size gingerbread house. Right. Yeah, that's right. I yeah. forgot about that, but you're right. So I definitely wanted to see that too. So that was yeah. the, the main reason I wanted to go there. And this hotel is a completely different vibe, obviously, from the Polynesian. But, you know, it's really grand and and Victorian. And mm-hmm. the, the gingerbread house is really nice. And, you know, it was just really cool because we had watched a special about the Disney holiday decorations, sitting at home and watching it on TV, and then I get to go to this hotel and see it in person. So that was really cool. And also when we were there, they had like a jazz band that started playing, and they were playing like um, Disney songs and stuff like that. And that was really fun too, to have like live music playing while you were walking around. And so we walked around a little bit and you know looked at the stores and things like that too. And then we were ready to move on to the final resort, which is the Contemporary. 
And I made sure that we definitely were riding the monorail into the contemporary because I know that's like one of the huge things about the this resort is that the monorail travels through it. So we took the monorail there and we traveled the track into the contemporary resort. And the other thing that I really wanted to do was obviously see Mary Blair's mural, the Grand Canyon mural that is huge there because I've seen that many, many pictures of it, but I never got to experience it in person until now. So that was really for me as a Disney history buff, the main reason why I wanted to go to the contemporary. So I did get to see that and I really liked it. It was really fun to just be up close and looking at the different tiles and then being able to fall back and see the entire thing. And it's just amazing and gorgeous, beautiful. I mean, I highly recommend you need to see this in person. It's just awesome. And then they also had like a little, not anything like life-size like in the Grand Floridian, but they also had like a gingerbread castle there that had like little um, Cinderella and the prince characters made out of gingerbread. And, and that was really cute. Did they have that big, they used to have, and I don't know if they still do, but they used to have a big, huge tree that was made all out of silver tinsel. And it kind of looked like the same. Have you ever seen the Poseidon Adventure? Mm. Remember, remember they had a big tree in the main like ballroom where everybody was eating. And it was like all metallic. And it basically it was just like a tree with all this tinsel. Like a tree frame with all this silver tinsel hanging from it. It looked exactly the same as the tree they used to put in the, in the contemporary. So I thought that was kind of funny. And I've seen pictures of the tree in the contemporary, but I guess they don't do that anymore because that's a little too old-fashioned nowadays. And it's after all, it is the contemporary resort, not the 1970s resort. So they probably right. don't do that anymore. Yeah, yeah I, they didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah. Did they have a tree in there somewhere, a big tree, like... Or not every hotel had a tree. I don't want to say no, like definitively. They might have had a tree, but it um, nothing that I I'm remembering. Mm, okay. So it, nothing that really stood out. But okay. one of the things that it was, I don't want to say like, I guess I was a little disappointed. This is so I've always seen in the past pictures of the Contemporary Resort where the monorail pulls in, and when you look down, there's areas to eat down there. But instead, they had almost like basically, well, it's called Fantasia, but it was like a Disney store that they had put in the middle there. And it almost looked like a pop-up Disney store, basically. I don't know how long it's been there, but I was kind of like, and it was like cute to walk in there, but I just didn't feel like that was a good place for that, like right in the middle. Because like literally when you get off of the monorail and you look down, that's what you see is you look down into the store. So... That was a little disappointing because I really wanted to see like a restaurant and where you like seats and stuff like that where you can sit and eat. And I wanted to actually, you know, possibly eat there if, if that was there. But yeah, I don't know that they've they used to have all this interesting like seating that you mm-hmm. just kind of sit around. And they had like uh, it was like green leather seats. I mean, back in the 70s and 80s. Right. And they had like really kind of interesting light fixtures and. They had these um, orange and yellow plastic tree things that were kind of see-through that were decorated that whole area that kind of matched the whole theme of the Grand Canyon. Mm-hmm. 
But they have always had that little shop there. It's always been there. It seems really? seems temporary. It's changed names over the years. Mm-hmm. But that little shop that has kind of it looks kind of like it's a a temporary like they just stuck it there yeah. and it has like a the roof is you can see above yeah. from the mm-hmm. roof. Yeah, that's always been there and hmm. it's just changed names over the years and changed its theme over the years. But I don't know that they ever had a restaurant down in that area. It's always just kind of been a place you can walk around and sit. It's more like a lobby area. The main restaurant is the Chef Mickey's, mm-hmm. which I don't think you can see the monorail from Chef Mickey's. Yeah, it was behind the Grand Canyon um, mural. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I thought there was a, like, I'm not saying no. the whole entire area, but there was like, a, I remember seeing pictures. Maybe it was, maybe I'm, you know, just had some odd you might have confused all that 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 interesting seating for being Mm -hmm. like i mean there may have been some sort of a restaurant out in that area but i don't remember it i mean Mm. it could have been before my time but Mm -hmm. i when i started going there in the 90s they didn't have a restaurant in that area so Mm. okay well i think they should put a restaurant there (laughs) and they should take that little pop-up store down move it somewhere else Right. They could still sell that merchandise, but I think they should put a restaurant there. Anyway, right. <laughs> so, but that was really fun. We walked around there and, you know, there was other stores besides that little store in the center that we walked mm-hmm. around. And so then this was kind of like late after we were done doing all of this. It was pretty much like we were ready to head back to the hotel because we knew that we had an early day next day. Mm-hmm. So that was our first day and that was really fun. And I'm really glad that we did that because like I said, I never, I've never been to any of those resorts before and now I actually have my own memories and so I'm really glad that we did that. So our first day at a Disney World park was December 22nd and we went to Epcot. Okay. So we got there, we made sure to get there before it opened and like we were standing around waiting for them to actually start letting people in and they had like what they call the janitors the the janitors playing like the um that play like a drum band like they beat on the the garbage cans and stuff they were playing um right under spaceship earth there like performing for the people before they opened the park so that was kind of cute and you know so there was a couple of basically I'm just going to touch on a couple of things here for Epcot that are kind of like the main things that happened so first of all i have never used fast pass plus this was my first time going to walt disney world and using that because last time i went to walt disney park they did not have this so i thought it it was um pretty interesting to experience this and so epcot was the first park we did i had already booked obviously our fast passes beforehand and so now what i had heard was Book your fast passes as early as possible, so then once you use them, you can get more. I didn't realize that I thought you could use one and then get another fast pass. So I didn't realize that you had to use all three before you could get another one. And then you can only get one until you use that. And just keep in mind, I'm used to going to Disneyland, which is where you just get fast passes. And if you if your fast pass is um like hours away they let you get another one i think that's they've kind of changed that recently you're right they used to do that but i think they've been a little more strict at this that was actually kind of not they were breaking the rules in your favor by letting you do that at disneyland 
but they've decided to crack down on that more recently because of the crowds. Well, I know they also introduced like their um, Max Pass, which is you pay $10 right. and you can, you know, do everything on your phone and stuff like that too, which I, right. I really am curious. I want to try that too yeah. next time I go to Disneyland. Right. So we made the Fast Pass Plus work for us. You know, you kind of just kind of have to see because the thing about it is once you use all your Fast Passes and you're trying to get another one, you know, you're you're stuck with what's available. So you kind of end up like, uh, do I want to get a Fast Pass for this ride or whatever? And so you just end up having to be like, well, I can't get a Fast Pass for this ride, you know, so I just need to wait in line. So you kind of have to just make these judgment calls based on the line and things like that. But what is the most convenient about this is that you can do all of this on your phone and the mobile app. So everything is there and you can see the ride times and you know if you want to go on test track and the line is 120 minutes just keep checking the app and it'll show you when the line is shorter things like that. I mean obviously I made it work because you know I'm that's the kind of person that I am when I'm at a Disney park is I'm gonna make you know whatever's available to me I'm gonna make it work to have the best time I can possibly have. So I can't say I'm a huge fan of it because I, the thing that really bothers me the most about Fast Pass Plus is the whole, if you're staying on a Disney resort, you get 60 days to book your Fast Passes. Whereas if you're not staying in a Disney resort, you only get 30 days. And I feel like it's a little, you know, it's just not letting everybody have the same experience because you know not everybody has the same amount of money to spend on a vacation and but I feel like everybody should be able to have the ability to have the same experience and so to me it's just a little bit elitist but that's just my opinion and I um, agree with you (laughs) because I mean yeah I mean I'm used to going to to get all political right I'm not trying to get political this is completely my opinion coming from experiencing this and also coming from my past experience at Disneyland where it is everybody who goes to the park on a particular day has the same amount of time and availability as everybody else to get a fast pass for whatever ride they want to go on so I just feel like to me it's a little bit just more inclusive but that fast pass plus goes to the whole um, general idea of who Walt Disney World is trying to attract and that is people who are planning their vacations disneyland is the complete opposite it is you know a day-to-day park it is all about the annual pass holders and walt disney world is all about the vacationers so i can see why fast pass plus works at walt disney world and why it would not work at disneyland which is why they introduced max pass so the other thing that i wanted to talk about is that we went on frozen ever after and yes, I did get a fast pass for this. Although we, the line, again, the lines are, you know, they fluctuate. So, you know, there are times when even during the holiday time with just being a couple of days before Christmas, there's time when you could wait in a 60 minute line, you know, to, to get on Frozen. So my overall thoughts on this attraction was I thought it was really cute, but short. And the other thing that I was kind of talking to my daughter about it later and we were kind of discussing our overall thoughts about this ride. And and so what they do is they have these like characters there and they project the face on 
the like a kind of like a mannequin. Mm -hmm. So the the mannequin doesn't really move. I mean, it does, but not really. But the facial expression changes because like it's a the projection. Eyes blink yeah, and everything. Yeah, and the mouth is moving because they're singing songs and things like that. But that is being projected onto the body, and so you could kind of see the difference. It doesn't. It's not, um, you know, flawless. Right. So, but I still really liked it. The story is a little bit hidden. The story of the attraction because it's not following the story of the movie. It's supposed to be some sort of like a coronation celebration or something like that. Mm, okay. But it was really fun. Like the part where you go up to Elsa and she's right there and she's singing and and then yeah. you don't know where you're going because that's the end of the track. And then you start pulling backwards and it, they kind of make it seem like she's the one making you go backwards. And so that was really cute. Right. That was part of the original track the maelstrom mm -hmm. they just repurposed that feature because it used to do that backwards thing in maelstrom too mm -hmm. yeah i mean it's i'm sure it's the exact same track i didn't yeah. i never did write maelstrom but right right and then that's kind of the pretty much the end of the ride because it's just a short ride right i do wish i could have ridden it again i only did ride it once right okay yeah but that was my overall feeling. I think it was really cute. It's definitely mm -hmm. worth it. You know, people should get fast passes and go on it because it's really cute. But, I mean, I like I said, I wish I would have been able to ride it again. Did you go on the new Soarin' Around the World? Yes, we did. Now, I have to put a little caveat. I've mm. said this before. I am not a fan of heights. So uh -oh. <laughs> I did go on this ride. I've, I've ridden it a couple times at, when it was soaring over California at DCA. And yeah, it freaked me out a little bit, but I was able to, to kind of get over it and just kind of enjoy the ride when it was California. This one was a different story. I really didn't look at every scene for long because it was, they have some pretty high things. It was a lot of just being up high you know you're you're going over the the great wall of china the eiffel tower not only are you flying to it but then you're flying up like next to it all the way to the top and it was so much about heights that i was really not able to like pull myself out of that but what i saw the scenes were really cool the transitions weren't that good but but the scenes were cool so you got to take my uh review with a grain of salt <laughs> i have heard that from other people that they preferred the way they did the transitions in the original mm -hmm. and the new version is like it's a little too obvious how things change from one scene to the other and it's i don't know it's not as it kind of takes you out of the experience a little bit yeah 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 but i mean it's definitely worth going on and uh, i mean it's one of the main attractions at Epcot. Yeah. So the other thing that they had, which is just a, a holiday thing, is the Festival of Holidays. So in World Showcase, they had different booths where they were, you know, at each country, they are celebrating the holidays with their different types of food. So I got this little, like, holiday passport, and it had a list of all the different foods that they were um, serving at each different booth. And so we kind of like sporadically went here or there to different booths. And this was really fun. I really enjoyed this. I wish that we would have been able to, you know, go to more booths. But, you know, you get full pretty quickly. 
and you know they're not serving large portions they're they're smaller portions but you eat a couple of things and then you're full and I'm sure this is probably the, the way it is for all of those food festivals because they basically do what three or four a year at Epcot so nowadays there's like they have a some sort of festival going on every day of the year yeah. at Epcot now because yeah. they have food and wine like twice a year yeah it's just so popular yeah that. They're, they want to always have something going on for guests. Yeah, and I can see yeah. why why they yeah, do I have that. No, I have no problem with that. Yeah, it's really fun. And also, like, I knew we were going to be doing this, so I didn't plan any sort of, like, restaurant that we were going to eat at or anything like that because I really wanted to experience these different foods. So we went to a couple of different booths, and one of my favorite things was actually not something that I would have thought I would have liked. Well, I mean, I generally like um, Mexican food. So we went to the booth in Mexico, and one of the things they had was a tostada there, and it was had like chipotle chicken and, you know, like cheese and avocado and stuff like that, but it was really, really good. And it was a normal-sized tostada. It wasn't like a small thing. So again, you think that this is like um, appetizer size, like samplers, but it was a regular size tostada that you would get at any Mexican restaurant. So again, that's why it's really easy to get full. If you go there and they are serving that tostada, I highly recommend it. And the other thing, so we, we went to Germany and we got a couple of um, things from the booth there. And, and they, what they have is like a, maybe like three or four different bar tables that they have set up around the area so that you can go and stand and eat your food because it's, you know, it's not like a, a sit down kind of a, a meal. It, it is just eating at a bar table. So we went to a bar table and we were eating our food, which was also extremely good. And it was sauerbraten with red cabbage and spatzel. And that was really good. I guess sauerbraten is kind of like the closest thing I can think of is like pot roast. It's just this really tender beef, and it was really, really good. But when we were eating, they had a lot of different um, entertainment groups and stuff like that in the different areas to kind of celebrate the holidays as well. And they had this lady, her name was Margaret Almer and the Bavarian Band, and they were playing. And when we were looking for a table, they were playing this, I don't even know the name of the song, but she was yodeling and I was like, this is amazing. I get to sit here and eat German food and listen to this lady yodel. This is perfect. So I just thought that was so much fun and they were a great band too. So that was kind of our experience. And of course, kind of like a honorable mention there, we, we definitely had to stop at Club Cool and taste all of the different sodas and taste again, how bad the Beverly soda is, but... <laughs> So that's always something that you want to do when you go to Epcot is go to Club Cool. Yeah, exactly what Walt had in mind when he <laughs> thought of Epcot was to be able to try sodas around the world. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. It's magical. Yes. It's all about Disney. The magic of Beverly. <laughs> or the lack thereof. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so that was basically, I mean, those are, I mean, we did stuff more than that at Epcot, but the, I just wanted to kind of touch on those couple of highlighted things that they don't normally have, you know, they don't normally have the Festival of Holidays and and then, you know, just talk about my reaction to um, Frozen. But I really like Epcot, but I was also approaching this park thinking about the episode that we did to celebrate the 35th anniversary 
and it did make me miss what Epcot used to be because I went on Journey to Imagination and it's just not the same. You know, it's not yeah. it's not what it was supposed to be. It's not what it was intended to, to be and and right. it definitely feels that way. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to all of the pavilions except for the seas just because I went there the last time that I went to Epcot and, you know, it's it's an aquarium, so you know, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. So we did pretty much everything there. And then we went back to the hotel and tried to get some sleep because we knew we had another early morning. So the next day was December 23rd. And this is one of the reasons that we decided to take this trip is because it was also my daughter's 16th birthday. And this day was her 16th birthday, December 23rd. And she chose to go to Magic Kingdom for her birthday. And so... We got there again before the park opened and we were just, you know, they let you in and they let you go to the end of Main Street to the castle. And they let you do that before the park opens. And so we were just, you know, getting in the park and just looking at the awesome, amazing holiday decorations that they have in Main Street and taking a whole bunch of pictures. I absolutely love Main Street. And so I could literally just spend my whole time on Main Street, just enjoying the the atmosphere. So we definitely like took our time there, walking around, taking pictures. And by the time we made our way to the castle, they were doing the morning show, which is the Let the Magic Begin, is how they like open the, the rest of the park. You know, they had Mickey and Minnie and, and like some of the other characters, and they had um, the fairy godmother, and she had everybody yell "Bibbity Bobbity Boo." And then they had um, like fireworks shoot off from the castle and that's how they opened the park, which was really cute. And so it was kind of fun that we got to see that. And so we had a couple of fast passes. So we went and did a couple of, you know, those rides and things like that. And then it's still kind of early morning and we were hungry. So we decided to just go and see if we could get into Be Our Guest restaurant for breakfast. So I just went up to the window and we basically just walked in. You didn't need a reservation to eat at Be Our Guest for breakfast because they had plenty of room. Ooh, that's a good tourist tip. Yes. People don't often think about that restaurant for breakfast. And it's also way at the other end of the park. Yeah. It's like at the back of the park from Mm -hmm. the entrance. So yeah, that's a good tip if you don't have a reservation and you want to see it just have breakfast there good idea (laughs) and what we had was really good and it was just fun to be there and to see the decorations was it considered quick service as for breakfast or was it sit down still oh i mean we sat down we didn't have the meal plan or anything like that oh so yeah so i can't tell you if it was you know how it is designated right. for the meal plan but right, right. um but i mean it was definitely sit down service where we ordered mm-hmm. our food and then they bring the food to you at, oh, at your okay. table okay it's yeah probably considered not quick service then yeah i'm not sure but they also had it decorated in there for christmas and they had a christmas tree oh nice what i thought was cute too is so inside the area where we ate which was the ballroom you know, they have a projection, so it makes it look like it's snowing outside. And then they had the Christmas tree. And on top of the Christmas tree, they had an Angelique doll. And if anybody has seen the, in, you know, the Beauty and the Beast Christmas movie, Angelique is an angel and she plays a part in that Christmas movie. So she was like the Christmas tree topper. So I thought that was really cute. 
And we also tried the gray stuff because you got to go to be our guest and try the gray stuff. And I actually was able to, you can order it to go. So you guys, anybody who wants to try this and doesn't want to, you know, have to make reservations or try and, and wait in the long line to get into the restaurant, you can order food to go there. And so I ordered the gray stuff to go and we all sat down and tried it a little bit later. And I thought it was really good. It was not overly sweet and I'm not a big chocolate fan. And the, the bottom of the gray stuff has like a piece of chocolate cake. So I actually only ate the gray part and I thought it was really good. It was like nice, airy, fluffy, and not really too sweet. And everybody else liked it too. So, so what is it? Is it chocolate mousse it's gray it, yeah so what it flavor is, is it it's kind of vanilla so okay. it's just a, a coloring to make it look gray so it's like a vanilla mousse though. yeah it is it's like a light mm -hmm. almost like cool whip but a little more oh yeah but way better than cool whip yeah though. like a mousse like yeah a mousse. Ex yeah, yeah like a mousse so it was really yeah. good and like i said mm. not too sweet either so you mm -hmm. know people who it's not overly sweet it's not gonna kill your taste buds or like it's not really rich so it's, mm -hmm. and it's all not going to weigh you down or anything like that. It was really good. So I think, you know, that's definitely a highlight there. If you're going to be in that area, you should try that. Mm. So the other things that I wanted to mention is that we were kind of in Frontierland around noonish, and we just happened to see the parade start coming down the street. And it was nothing that we planned because, you know, I'm there with older kids, so it's not like we're going to be the type of family who's going to be sitting on the, the sidewalk for an hour waiting for the parade. But we just happened to be in a, a spot where we could stop within the barricaded area and watch the parade. So we decided to watch the Christmas parade, and it was really cute. And it was really nice to see, after we had just recently talked about Babes in Toyland, to see the toy soldiers in the Christmas parade. It was just cute, you know, seeing Santa at the end and, and things like that. You know, this is the fun stuff that you want to experience when you're there at the parks for the holidays is, is these kind of things that they don't normally have. So, you know, I definitely made sure that we spent time doing that as well. Right. And in late December, when it's real close to Christmas, you don't have to pay for the after hours party in order to see the Christmas parade. It's part of the uh, entertainment for everybody. Right. There's no extra fee to see it, so that's always nice. Yeah, and actually the the last day of the the Christmas party was the 22nd, and we're right. here at the, on the 23rd, so... Right, perfect timing. Exactly. So I did make special dinner reservations for this day to celebrate my daughter's birthday, and we ate at a fairly new restaurant, which is the Jungle Skipper Canteen in Adventureland. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was really nice inside. It was like really well themed and it was very I don't know it was just very well thought out you totally felt like this uh, you know jungle cruise kind of like um just adventure type restaurant there they also had food that was you know kind of going along that same type of theme like Asian-ish but not like not like Chinese or anything like that but it was kind of like chicken with like an Asian sauce to it so you know it was kind of pulling in some of the Orient, kind of pulling in some of the African, you know, kind of a mm -hmm. thing that you would think of for Adventureland. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was, um, I, I really liked it. The reason why I went to this restaurant is because I had been listening to some podcasts beforehand to 
get some information about Walt Disney World because mm -hmm. you know I haven't been there that much so I wanted to get some information about different restaurants and things like that and one of the things they were saying about this restaurant is that you can usually get reservations to this restaurant because it's not as busy as the other ones like uh, Cinderella the royal table yeah, yeah and and be our guest and things like that mm -hmm. and it's really good and they were saying they don't know why it isn't busier than it is so hmm. when I tried to get a reservation I was able to not that I want to fill it up or anything like that but I definitely recommend people doing that you know another tip from Ruthie it's a good option so that was kind of how we ended the day is eating at that restaurant. And they gave my mm -hmm. daughter a little cupcake and and somebody had just sang happy birthday to somebody else in the restaurant and the waitress came up and she's like, I'm not going to sing to you, but here's a cupcake. Oh. <laughs> so they didn't embarrass my daughter either. So oh, okay. She that definitely... was for your daughter's benefit. That wasn't like the waitress being... No, no, it was for my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Gotcha. My daughter actually liked that because she's 16. You know, teenagers don't yeah, want, you, you know. Everything embarrasses you when exactly, you're 16. Exactly. Yeah. So that was actually a plus for her. Mm -hmm. Right. So the next day was Christmas Eve and we were spending it at Animal Kingdom. Now, we knew that this park was basically going to be about Pandora. And so I had heard conflicting, um, you know, opinions about how what's the best way to get on flight of passage and things like that. But we just decided to get to the park early as we've been just before it opens. And basically what they were doing when we got there, it was before the actual, like, I think it was opening at eight that day. We got there before that and they were letting people in and everybody that was coming in to the park before the actual time was heading right to flight of passage. So we right. just followed along right to that ride and we got in the line the first thing. Mm -hmm. How long was the wait getting in the line? I mean, how many people were in front of a, you? A lot of people were in front of us, a lot. Yeah. So, right. but here's the thing. I think that, I mean, I didn't do this the other way. The other way I heard was they were saying to just get in the line right before the park closes and they're not gonna kick you out of the park. So you just wait in the line. I just thought that that's just too, that's just taking too much of a chance. So I just felt like this doing this thing in the morning was was better. And it, it right. actually worked out. Even if you had tried it with the whole 30 days for non-Disney World guests, if you had tried to get a fast pass, you probably couldn't. Oh, have. you're right. I did try and there was oh, no, none available. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So that's why we knew that we had to figure out how to get in the best timed line. Speaking of that, backtracking a little bit, mm -hmm. did you go on the Seven Dwarfs oh, yes, mine we did. train? Yes, we did. Tell, tell me about it. Were you able to get a fast? That's another one that the fast passes sell out You're right. first. We did not get a fast pass, and I did the same thing. I went in the morning, and mm. we waited in line, and we got on it, and it wasn't that long. It was like okay. 60 minutes max or whatever. It wasn't anything that you wouldn't expect at a Disney park. And it wasn't yeah, anything two, crazy. Two days before Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. So, yep, we went on that. I absolutely loved it. And mm -hmm. the reason why I loved it is because Thunder Mountain is my favorite roller coaster at any Disney park. And it was mm -hmm. very close to Thunder Mountain. Yeah. I mean, it was just basically right up the same alley. And mm -hmm. it was really cute. I'm good. You know, there's one part of the coaster where you go into the mine and you see the dwarves and that was really really cute they were just so cute there so 
Yes, that was a great ride. I loved that. That was the first time you went on that. Yes, that was. And I kind of wish that I would have been able to do that ride again. But obviously, mm -hmm. I, w I wasn't willing to wait in a, a longer line than I already did to go on there. So I hear that it's really short, too. Yeah, so. it is short. You're right. It is. It is. It's yeah. shorter than Thunder Mountain. So, yeah. Yeah. But it's still cute. Yeah. So, like I said, if you get there early, go right to that line. You'll get in there in a, an hour or less, and you'll be fine with that. Okay. So, back to Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, we waited for Flight of Passage for, I would say, I think it was about 60 to 90 minutes max. Even getting there that early? Yep. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But... 60 to 90 minutes is nothing when it comes to the wait for this ride because I've mm. heard people waiting four and five hours. Yeah, right. Especially the time of year you went. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Christmas Eve is like one of the busiest days of the year in Disney. So to get on that brand new ride in, in less than two hours is not bad. For... Right. I mean, I was perfectly happy with that. Mm -hmm. So... Obviously, you have to go through Pandora to get to the ride. So I thought that the land and the theming of the land was really nice. It was, and I was going to say this too. If you guys haven't seen the movie Avatar or it's been a while, I recommend watching the movie before you go to Pandora because there is references to the movie. Now, I'm not saying that you can't enjoy it if you've never seen the movie because you can but there's different deeper things that you're going to be able to appreciate if you know the movie. And we had watched it a couple of weeks before we went on our trip. And so I, I was really glad that we did. So that's why I'm saying oh, okay. that. Yeah. So, I mean, do, do it however you want to, but if you really want to have a more immersive experience, I say you watch the movie. Okay. So they have it very well themed, the whole area. And I felt like, they could have done more. They were trying to make it similar to the movie, but I just felt like, I, I don't know, maybe they're planning on adding more to it. I've heard other people say the same thing. It seems really small and yes. like doesn't feel like it's done yet. Yes, because yeah. in the movie, there's a lot of jungle and you know a lot of lush green foresty areas and there's not that so much there could another thing could be that it since it's so new it hasn't fully flowered yet i mean the trees haven't fully grown right yet the mm -hmm. plants haven't fully florist yet so that could change over time too yeah that's true but i do feel like you're right like what you were saying it does feel small and this is kind of just an overall feeling, um, not just about Pandora, but I'm kind of feeling the same way about like Toy Story Land and Galaxy's Edge as well. Like they're creating these new areas in different parks and they're only putting two attractions in there. And I kind of feel like that just falls short. I feel like you need at least three. And mm -hmm. so I just feel like they need something else there, not just the mm -hmm. two attractions that they have. So like yeah. I said, I'm hoping that they plan to expand that would be really nice. I feel like it would definitely right. be worth it. And to make right. some sort of more like foresty kind of area too. Because, I mean, trees are a huge thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. That was just my overall feeling. But I still, you know, I appreciate it for what it is. And I could see what they were trying to do. And I did like what I was looking at. It was really awesome. 
And it was definitely unlike anything that I've ever seen. So, flight of passage. Okay, again, I'm going to have to give the little warning here. I, again, I'm not. I don't like heights. And I don't like a lot of motion. Like, too much crazy motion. So, okay. Which is basically what this entire attraction is. Is heights and motion. Does it go up high? I thought it just kind of stayed on the ground. Oh, and yeah. no, no. It you gave you the feeling yes. that you were... Yeah, you don't actually... You know, what you're riding on is not actually moving other than maybe like sideways and like up and down. More like a horse rides up and down, not like where you're actually like dipping and then coming back up and things like that. Okay. You know, you watch videos and stuff like that, but then when you finally get into the attraction to ride it, you're in this room and it basically, you get on what is essentially, it looks like a a motorcycle. And they give you these glasses and... I'm a person who wears glasses normally, and they gave me these glasses to put on over my glasses, and these oh. glasses were not staying on. They were very loose, Uh-oh. and they w- would not settle on my face right, and it was just, it wasn't working well, for that's me. That's a problem. They yes. need to fix that problem. They definitely do. Good 40% of people wear glasses. Right. So... The other thing is they were pretty large and I, Mm. you know, talking to my husband later, you know, obviously he's a man with a larger size head than I have. And he Mm. said that the glasses fit him well. Well, they need to have more than one size then. Right. They need to have different sizes. Right. If they need to have this particular type of glasses and it's not a one size fits all, then they do need to have uh, different sizes for children and women and then for men because... These glasses were not working for me at all. Like, they literally were not sitting on my face before the ride even started. And then during the attraction, they were, like, not staying on. So, Well, that ruins the whole experience. Exactly, because the experience is all about what you're seeing. Mm Mm-hmm. So, and if you can't really see it... That's a problem that you need to correct. Yes. I wonder if... I've never heard anybody say anything about it, and I wonder if Disney's aware of it. Yeah, I don't know. Because I have listened to other podcasts, and I've never heard that mentioned. Maybe they just don't... They neglect to mention it. Maybe Mm -hmm. whoever's on the show didn't have the problem because they had big heads. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe, yeah. (laughs) And they didn't wear glasses. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, So right. So I definitely wanted to make sure to point that out. Like, that was... um, Yeah, one of the... That's a problem. Yeah, it was an issue for me. And then the Mm. other thing is, so when you're sitting on this, like, motorcycle type, you kind of... You have to put your knees up against the front... And I didn't realize this until obviously it happened, but they have something come up behind you in the back Mm. to keep you on the contraption. And this thing, I don't know, it kind of pushed me into a position that I didn't really, I wasn't comfortable in. So, oh my goodness, you had a terrible time <laughs> on this ride. <laughs> yeah, this is all before wow. the ride started, too. So, <laughs> oh my god, I don't know if I was not sitting on the thing correctly or what, but I didn't like that either. So, <laughs> so that's my first two experiences there before even the attraction started. But then, oh wow, then it started and it was just all about. I mean, you're flying on a banshee, it's you're in the sky, it's all about heights, everything is you know, up high and, you know, you're diving and, you know, things like that. So again, I closed my eyes on some of this. Was it like really scary? Like, was it 
like a roller coaster kind of yeah. an experience. Yeah. Oh, okay. It felt like that to me. On a roller coaster scale of one to ten, ten being the scariest and one being the you know a kitty coaster, what would you give it? Mm. I. Okay, well, it's hard to give that because it definitely wasn't. I actually think mm. that California Screaming is scarier. Okay. Because yeah. like riding on that and going upside down, I've been on that once, and that's the only time I have ever ridden it, and I will never go on it again. But um, this just. I don't know. It just wasn't, it's just not for me. This ride isn't made for me because I have issues with heights and, you know, a lot of crazy motion. And so I know that, but I wanted to experience it because everybody's talking about it. And I've never heard anybody say one negative thing about this ride. I've never experienced virtual reality. Right. So I'm curious to see what virtuality or virtual <laughs> virtual reality is like in general just right. to see what that's all about. Right. Was this the first time you ever experienced virtual reality? Yes, like and this. I mean, I don't know if you do you consider like Star Tours virtual reality? No, no, no. no? Cuz okay. you're not yeah, cuz you know you're seeing your surroundings that you're actually in. Mhm. Yeah, so then this was my first time experiencing this. And, and what was that like? Was, was, I'm was not it a fan. Bizarre. Yeah. You don't like I'm it? I'm not a fan. Did it make you did it make you nauseous? It made me like I was halfway through the ride, I was done. I was ready to get off. Um Oh goodness. Yeah. Was it more because of the whole heights thing or was it more because you just didn't like the experience in general? I think it was because I didn't like the experience in general. Okay. Yeah, because of what had happened in the beginning before the ride even actually started and then when it started it was just like i was on overload basically so Mm, it was too much too much yeah uh, it was too much yeah too much information floating into your little brain yes yes and i was like i i'm ready to get off of this ride yeah (laughs) so um i was glad when it was over although the rest of my family said that they thought it was too short so <laughs> oh everybody else but you loved it right so. yes they did it and they they all loved it a lot and i mean and they all go on crazy rides and and stuff all the time yeah. so see i'm more in your camp i'm yeah. not i mean i can do thunder mountain maybe space mountain but i'm not getting on tower of terror mm-hmm. oh no and i've never been on tar- tower of terror yeah i can't do that and i probably wouldn't go on rock and roller coaster either nope. because it goes upside down mm-hmm. but i just like i i'm very limited in I can do some light roller coasters, but anything that's crazy, crazy, I'm not a fan. Yeah. So that's why I asked you. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you think yeah. that someone in my camp should skip it or? I would probably say to skip it. Unless you okay. are just dying to see it, you have to experience this. Mm-hmm. If you're fine with skipping it, I would probably say skip it. Because it was just, like I said, it was too much. I was done. I was okay. done with that ride. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I can understand why people like it. And, you know, you can go on YouTube and watch the video of what the ride is without actually seeing the, you know, having the glasses on and, and stuff like yeah. that. And and you mm-hmm. can see it's it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm fine watching it on a screen and, and not actually being, <laughs> you know, right. squished around and, you know, thrown around like I'm literally on a banshee because... It was fine. I will probably never ride that ride again. Once okay. was enough. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. That's my take on the ride. But, you know, again, you guys all know where I'm coming from. So don't make right. 
don't have my experience. Don't judge yeah. us wimps. Exactly. <laughs> my experience is not going to be yours. So you, right. you know, you make the choice for yourself. So mm-hmm. right. after we went on that, it was still early again. So we went and ate breakfast and they have a restaurant there in Pandora and it's called Satuli Canteen. Yeah, and I heard of it. So we went there and ate breakfast and it was really good really good it's like on Mm. the healthier side but not in a so healthy that you don't want to eat it you know they had a lot of um it was like a little like a frittata and on top of it they had like goat cheese and then they had these slices of beef alongside of it and it was really good oh you're making me hungry i know (laughs) i know (laughs) (laughs) but it was really good and i actually i saw the menu for like the lunch food that they Mm -hmm. had and i wanted to eat there but since we ate breakfast there i wasn't gonna go back there for lunch yeah right but i would definitely recommend going there and eating there because it was really good so what was the boat ride like did you do that we did so that i was able to get a fast pass for okay good and you definitely want to do this so this is the navi river journey it was still kind of a long line even with a fast pass i think Mm, we probably waited like 30 to 45 minutes well i mean you were there on christmas eve right i mean that's like the second busiest day of the year the busiest day being christmas so i mean (laughs) look (laughs) you can't like expect anything right right so this is totally low-key nothing crazy happening on this ride Mm -hmm. so you definitely want to do this they have the bioluminescent i guess that's what you call it even though i know that's kind of like for fish but for like the plants and stuff glow in the dark Yeah, they had like the a lot of the in the line for the attraction they had a lot of that and then it it continues onto the ride and they had some areas where they had screens and they were projecting different you know scenes from the movie not like a movie scene but one of the screens they had like this kind of a black panther-ish type of animal that they have projected on there and it's from the movie that type of animal it's to immerse you in right. the setting right yeah. but it wasn't very obvious so i mean you know it's a screen right. but it's not hide yeah it behind right like there's like plants and stuff around it so it's not completely yeah. obvious that it's being projected there right so i liked the ride but mm-hmm. there i do have a couple of you know bones to pick with it which okay. was this there wasn't really a story And it kind of feels like it's building up to something. And then it just ends. And it's really short. And at the end, you see this amazing, of course, everybody's heard about this amazing animatronic character, which is a character from the movie, the shaman lady from the tribe. It's actually the the main girl. It's her mother, Mm -hmm. which I wouldn't have remembered if I hadn't seen the movie. So, and she's there at the end of the ride and she's singing and waving her arms and things like that. But I didn't feel like that was the end. I wanted more. And so I kind of felt like they were missing this final scene, which I've actually armchair imagineered. (laughs) And what they should do is they need one more scene, one more room, and literally I don't even care if they project it onto the wall, but they need to take you to... In the movie, they all kind of circle around this main tree. It's kind of like the hub of their tribe, and they need to take you to that tree. I feel like that's where this boat should lead you, is to the to the main heart of this tribe, of the Navi tribe, and just to kind of understand, you know, what helps them 
live their life and it's all based around this main tree and that's where they need to end the ride. I know the animatronic is amazing, but she could still be guiding you to that area and she's like the entrance to where you go in there and see that. So that is my suggestion, Disney. Probably wouldn't take you much more to add to that. You just need one more room, but you definitely want to go on it. Definitely want to try it. Like I said, the colors, it's just amazing. It's just awesome. So what else did you do at Animal Kingdom? So a couple more things that I want to highlight. I went on the dinosaur ride for the first time and I absolutely loved it. Part of the reason why I liked it so much is it, although the story is not the same, it definitely had the Indiana Jones vibe and that's another one of my favorite attractions. And then the other thing that I want to mention is that, so still back in Pandora, they have this drink called the Night Blossom and it's kind of like a, a slushy drink with different flavors layered and they have like passion fruit um, boba balls on top and so it's kind of like a sweet and tart slushy drink and it's really good and if you're gonna go to Pandora you got to try this drink so the other thing is we kind of just walked around the park and you know I didn't I've been on Expedition Everest once and again that's another attraction that once is fine with me so i'm I'm never gonna go on that again so the kids went on that and that's when my husband and i went on dinosaur and so we kind of so the kids missed dinosaur yeah you and your husband went yeah okay because i would have loved to go on that actually again but we didn't end up making it to it again but overall that was my animal kingdom day all right and then what did you do the next day so the next day is christmas and we actually kind of while we were at Animal Kingdom, because our plan was to go to Animal Kingdom twice. And during that day, as we were experiencing the park, we did we did the safari too, which was really awesome. And you can't go to Animal Kingdom and not do the safari. I just have to mention that, of course. And I was right, able that's to get... the main yeah, point of going there. Yeah, and I was able to get fast passes for that, so that shouldn't Good. be a problem. But as we were sitting and eating our dinner and talking, we were kind of feeling like we did everything that we really wanted to do at Animal Kingdom. And so do we want to change what we were doing? And so we basically had this conversation and we came to the conclusion that let's just go ahead and go to Hollywood Studios. But you had told me originally you hadn't, you were going to skip that. Right. Because so many things are closed. But... We just decided that, okay, so we had been running, 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 days and days. We were tired, our feet were killing us, and so we kind of needed a down day. And so that was part of the reason why we felt like, okay, we can do Hollywood Studios. We don't have to get up and get to the park right when it opens. You know, we can just go at our leisure and go to Hollywood Studios and just experience the couple of things that they have there, and we're good. And then I was able to get fast passes for some of the main rides. Like we got fast passes. Well, I didn't, but the kids got fast passes for Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster. And this is the day before that I'm getting these, uh, you know, that I'm searching for the fast passes. My husband and I got fast passes for Toy Story Mania. And we also got fast passes for Star Tours. So we were able to do the main things that were open there. Mm -hmm. And it turned out that for me, I was really glad that we made this choice because going to Hollywood Studios on Christmas Day, this park is the most decorated park for Christmas. 
and you would think it was Magic Kingdom, but it's not. It's Hollywood Studios. They oh, had so much okay. amazing decorations. It was so cute. It was so fun. I mean, around the lake, they had these really retro 50s reindeer and like different retro Christmas decorations, and it was so cute. And they had like um, large ornaments floating in the water. You know, it was just really cute. And not only just there, but of course, it extended out to different areas too, because the whole like Sunset Boulevard area was all decorated too, because they're doing that projection on Tower of Terror. So pretty much everywhere you went in this park, they had holiday decorations, and that was not the case for any of the other parks. So I'm really glad that we went there. So we kind of got there around noon, and we ate at um, in like the farmer's market area, which was nice to just sit there and, you know, because they have like all of these tables open for like multiple different, you know, eateries that you can get food there. And so we sat there and ate, and then um, we were just basically waiting for the fast passes because the fast pass times that were, were all available were all in the evening. And so we were walking around and um, just really enjoying the decorations and just, you know, having a relaxing day. We saw the Muppet Vision 3D and I hadn't seen that. You know, it's closed in California, but I, I would go in to see that in California all the time when it was in DCA. But now it's closed, so I definitely wanted to experience that again. And it's really cute. I like it. And I don't know how long it's going to be there. So that was another thought in my mind that I should go on this one more time. And then when the kids went off and finally had their fast passes, my husband and I, we went to Walt Disney Presents and we were walking around there and, you know, looking at the different exhibits. And at the end of it, they had a huge model of Toy Story Land. And there was a cast member there and he mm -hmm. was talking to a couple people and I overheard him and he was saying that basically how the Toy Story Land is going to open is basically the front of Toy Story Mania is the entrance to Toy Story Land. Right, they're reconfiguring everything. Right. Yeah. So, like, it's all starting with Toy Story Mania, and then it's all going to be behind there, the rest of right. the, the area there. So I thought that was pretty interesting, and you could see that in the model, too. And then, of course, we watched One Man's Dream, which um, there was, like, maybe 10 people in that theater, and mm. this was Christmas Day, Hollywood Studios, you know, where you think that it would be a whole bunch of people, but there was hardly anybody in here. And I don't know if they don't, just didn't know that the movie was there, but, I mean, how do you go to a Disney Park and you don't watch the movie about Walt Disney? You know, that was, I mean, that's just my thinking. But, <laughs> so, yeah. I definitely had to see that, and it was good to see that. And after we saw One Man's Dream, then we had Fast Pass to Toy Story Mania. And then after that, right after we came out of that attraction, maybe like four minutes, Jingle Bell, Jingle Bam had just started. So, and it, oh, okay. and it was just right there. So we just walked to the center and watched that. And I thought that was really cute. I didn't have the best viewing area because of course I'm coming late. But what I saw, I thought was cute. Did you see the projection show on the Tower of Terror? Yes. So- How was that? that I absolutely loved it. It was like mesmerizing to me because so what they have is they have it going basically when it gets dark, they had it just projecting, you know, maybe every five, 10 minutes. 
they okay. they would project. So it's an ongoing. Yes. Thing. So that's the other thing that I liked about it. You didn't have to sit and stand around a whole crowd of people waiting for it. It was ongoing, and also every time they projected on the Tower of Terror, it was different. So they were kind of rotating through different scenes. They would have a Toy Story scene, and then they would have a Frozen scene, and then they would have another different scene. So it wasn't like you were seeing the same thing over and over again either. And then after, they were also doing the fake snow, snow bubbles, like down the whole boulevard. Yeah, right. And I just was watching this, and I was just mesmerized by it. I just thought it was amazing. And I really liked it. Well, you made a good choice to go there. I know. Because if you had gone to Magic Kingdom that day, forget it. Well, you know they closed the park for a couple of hours that day. Yeah, Because it I got know. to capacity. So we were never going to go to Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day. We knew better than right. that. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was never the plan. It was just like, what other park are we going to go to then? You know, and my husband right. was kind of rallying to, you know, see if anybody else wanted to go back to Epcot because he wanted to go back and do more of the um, Festival of Holidays foods. But yeah. um, the kids weren't really, you know, they didn't really seem interested in doing that again. So, right. you know, we decided on Hollywood Studios, and I think it was the best choice. I'm so glad we went. It sounds like it. I'm so glad I got to see all of those um, decorations, and I actually got to feel a little bit, you know, I kind of understand now more why Will has such an affinity for this park, because... That's kind of how I walked away from that park feeling like I really like this mm. park. That's nice. Yeah. So I'm glad we did that. And it was really fun. And we did also, we went on Star Tours. We went on this Star Tours back to back two times. I love that ride. That is literally one of my favorite rides. And so I got to experience different lands that I hadn't been to on the ride. So we went to right. Jakku and Crate, and then we ended in Batu which is, you know, the new Galaxy's Edge area that they're building. So it kind of, right. you know, teases that. And I thought it was actually pretty well done because it made me want to go, <laughs> you know, because they're saying, you know, the adventure is continuing in Batu, And right. so it's, it's a good advertising tactic that they're doing on that attraction. So, <laughs> yeah, but... I, that was another reason I I was really glad to be able to go on Star Tours because I didn't think I was going to be able to go on it either. And that, like I said, it's one of my favorites. So mm. we did that. And then we just kind of ended our day just, just enjoying the atmosphere and just being there. So it was a really fun time there. So how did you do your gift giving? Because you were, did you do that in, a, in the hotel room? Because you were there on Christmas. So did you do that before you went or after you got home or did you bring your gifts with you and open them at the hotel? Well, I had one gift that I brought for Harper for her birthday from my sister that we gave uh -huh. to, I gave to her in the hotel. But uh -huh. really, our gift giving was the trip. So, oh, so that was kind of... <laughs> yes. The, yeah. So we celebrated Christmas for, you know, five or six days in a row, basically. Because <laughs> I had let them know ahead of time, like, this is your... Christmas. This, this is, is your Christmas. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> so enjoy. Hey, the I wouldn't complain. Yeah. No, I definitely wouldn't either. Because <laughs> you know, for you know, as you get older, you know, you can buy the things that you want, but it's yeah. those experiences that those are the priceless right. things. That, Material things don't matter as much. Right. It's more about yeah. Having this experience, exactly. spending time with your family, remembering, mm, having all absolutely. of these memories. 
it's just mm-hmm. you know to me that it was way better than any gift that I can wrap and put under the tree oh yeah so to kind of wrap it up we had one more day so the day after mm-hmm. Christmas and we decided to go back to Magic Kingdom because we definitely of course you have to end yes, with that we definitely want to go back to Magic Kingdom we had to do that two days So, again, our last day, we got there before it opened, and this was kind of like our fill-in day. So, we did stuff on this day that we didn't get a chance to do or didn't feel like doing the previous time that we went there a couple days ago. Right, right. You know, just in general, these parks, you know, Disney is something that you want to experience, and it's, it's about just being aware of your surroundings and enjoying it. So that's yeah. usually how I do the park. I'm not the kind of person who runs around and mm-hmm. I have to get to this park. I, I I have to get to this attraction. This one, this one, this one. Okay, what are we doing next? Let's go, let's go. I'm not like that at all. Mm-hmm. And so because we were taking this park like that, because we had already experienced a lot of the stuff that we already wanted to do, we were walking around and we kind of happened upon a couple of different things that we weren't planning on seeing, but since it was happening. And you might have missed. Exactly. So what a couple of those things were is, so they had this show at the castle and it's called Mickey's Royal Friendship Fair. And so it's like Mickey, Minnie, Goofy, and Donald and Daisy. And they, um, you know, they have different characters from different movies come and visit them. So like Tiana came from Princess and the Frog, Tiana and Naveen and um, Rapunzel and Finn came. And, you know, so they sing a couple songs from the movies when they come and and join them on the stage. And I thought it was really cute. And Mm. it was definitely worth seeing, even though we wouldn't, we didn't even plan to stop and, and watch it. We were just standing there and it was really cute. So nice. That was one of the things. And then the other thing was, it was completely, literally, we were walking by the Hall of Presidents and the Muppets Presents The Great Moments in American History started. And so we were like, oh, Aww. we need to stop and watch this. So we caught yeah. this from the very beginning. So like, um, oh, good. so like a guy came out and he's like standing on this box and he's like, hear ye, hear ye. And that's kind of how it starts out. Mm-hmm. And it was yeah. so cute. It was so cute to see like these, these characters, these beloved characters, and they weren't even that far away from me, you know, just watching them and, and hearing them talk. And I just thought it was so cute. And you definitely want to check that out. I don't know how long it's going to be there, but that's definitely something that you want to check out while it's there because it's really cute. It's going to be there a while. I hear it's pretty popular. Yeah. People enjoy it. So yeah. I think it'll be there a while. So it was cute. It was funny. It was lovable. Everything that the Muppets are, it was so cute. So definitely check that out. So you got a lot more Muppets in than you yes. had originally planned. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not complaining. <laughs> so the other couple of things that we did, so I had never been on the Jingle Cruise. and Oh, yeah, I forgot. They weren't doing it in California, yes. but they were still doing it there. Yes. Yeah. So we, oh, interesting. We got, I got a fast pass for that because I knew it was holiday. Mm, and yeah. so we, we went on that, and I thought that was cute. And they, they had all the normal corny jokes. They were all just holiday themed, but it was funny. It's just nice to, to be, you know, be there at Christmas and have this, you know, Christmas themed attraction. So I liked it. And the other thing that we did, which I normally wouldn't have done, but because I heard it was going to close, we went on Stitch's Great Escape. 
And I went on it once before, which is the reason why I didn't feel like I needed to go on it again. But because I, there's not that much that actually happens in the ride. But I just wanted, we just went on it one more time. I was like, this is going to close, so let's just ride it. So the rumor is now that it's going to, at some point, reopen. It's not closed permanently. So probably what they're planning on doing is just using it when the park is at, in, during peak mm-hmm. attendance periods. So like maybe in the summer... Mm-hmm. and during Christmas, and that's probably about it. And until they put something else in there, they'll keep using it Yeah, to fill some capacity Yeah, issues. to be like a people eater. Right. Yeah. I mean, I never experienced Alien Encounter, which was there mm-hmm. before, so right. I've heard things about it. I heard that it was really scary. Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I know Will really enjoyed it, but... It was just a little too intense for me. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of a laid-back guy. I'm not into having things jump out at me and, you know, not being able to see things and having things breathe on me mm-hmm. and spit on me. I'm not a fan yeah. of that. So. <laughs> Is that why they closed it? Because people were too... Yeah, it was not really... A, it, it was in the wrong park. If they had maybe built it... They should have built it at the Hollywood studio because mm-hmm. that's more got more like a tower of terror and star tours it's got more adult stuff there Mm -hmm. people really think of the magic kingdom as a family park with stuff the whole family can do together and that really wasn't didn't fit that criteria so i think that's why it ultimately did close just was the wrong fit right yeah and then stitches is kind of like just a letdown like nothing really happens yeah they just repurposed what was already there basically right they just basically brought the show down from an r rating to a g rating and didn't really do anything i mean it's basically the same premise too as alien was with the whole transporting and yeah you sit down in these seats and this thing comes over your head like down yeah. onto your shoulders, and you think yeah. something's really gonna happen. You think you're gonna be moving around, yeah. but in actuality, that thing is to like. Well, I don't know how they do it with Stitch, but when it was Alien Encounter, they had the lights completely dark, and then it would come up and down, so it would feel like the alien was touching you. Because uh. the only reason for that thing was to touch you with it. Oh. Like it would come up and down on your shoulders mm-hmm. and to kind of scare you. Because you would hear with the sound they do the binaural sound Mm -hmm. you would hear the alien behind you Mm -hmm. it was pitch black and you would hear the alien behind you and then they would blow air on your neck so and drip stuff on you like Mm. drip water on you so it was like the alien was right behind you and then that thing came down and touched you on the shoulders real quick and it made you like freak out like the alien is breathing on me and touching me so that was the whole point of that bar, uh, but I guess they don't even use it. No, they it don't. The it does come down, but nothing happens after that. So it's like, why? Yeah, it doesn't serve any purpose. Yeah, I thought it was to keep people in their seats. The whole purpose of it originally was for the to scare you with it. Yeah. So but yeah. now that it's not, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it, it exactly. That's uh. basically the whole, uh, like, the bottom line of that ride. It, like, it doesn't make any sense. So, I mean, they right. could have done so much better with it. I, I mean, I know they tried to It's such keep... a popular character. Right. It's a shame that they didn't make a really great attraction right. with him. Right. So, yeah. I can see why they close it a lot. So. Yeah. Anyway, 
So to kind of end everything, we of course had to watch the fireworks show. We could not go to Magic Kingdom without watching fireworks. And it was the Christmas. It was no, it was fireworks. happily ever after. Oh really? Yeah. They didn't have Christmas nope. fireworks? Nope. Oh, okay. So right. maybe they only do that on Christmas Day. Well, I know they do it for the um for the party after hours yeah. party, but maybe they only did it for regular guests on Christmas. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. it was happily ever after and Harper and I, we, the guys wanted to just sit and kind of watch off to the side, but we squeezed up into the, all of these people, we squeezed in there and got in the middle. And I'm so <laughs> glad we did because it was like the perfect, was it good? perfect viewing. Yeah. And did Tink, does Tinkerbell fly in that? Yes. Or no? Yes. Oh, she does. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. And it is so good. It is so good. I mean, nobody does a fireworks show like Disney. Oh, I know. I mean, whenever I watch fireworks on the 4th of July, you know, mm -hmm. here, here in town, it's like, is that it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, exactly. once you've seen Disney do it, you're just yep. disappointed by everything yep. else. Yeah, and I mean, of course, like, yeah. you can't help but watch this performance, basically, and, yeah. you know, you're a Disney lover, you just tear up because it's just so amazing. One thing they do in Florida, which they can't do in California, and they only do this a couple times a year, is they probably did it on Christmas, but you weren't there. I know they do it on Christmas, I know they do it on 4th of July, and I know they do it on New Year's Eve. They set off the fireworks all around the entire park. Oh, yeah. Park. Mm -hmm. No, so they didn't do that. So you're completely surrounded. You're in a circle of fireworks. Mm -hmm. And I, I've seen it because I was working at Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve when I was in the college program. So I got to see that, and it was absolutely mm. incredible. And I don't think I will ever see anything top oh, as yeah. far as fireworks. I mean, I've never seen anything like that, and I probably never will again because you're not getting me there on right. New Year's <laughs> Eve again, so forget it. Right. Those <laughs> are the three worst days. Christmas, oh, New Year's geez. Eve, and I would Fourth never go there. Yeah. I would never show my face right. in that park on New Year's Eve mm -hmm. or Christmas Day. Forget it. Yeah. And it's Forget because it. of those fireworks shows that people go to those parks. Right, right. So, but been there, done that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to do it again. Yeah. So, I mean, you can watch YouTube videos of this fireworks show and, yeah. you know, kind of experience it, but it's not the same as being there. It doesn't do it justice. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's how we ended the evening and that's how we ended our trip is watching the fireworks show. And, and it was just a really awesome experience to be able to go to these parks. And like I said, in consecutive days and which I had never done. And it was just a really fun experience. I thought it was going to be a lot worse when it came to crowds during holiday. So I guess kind of because I expected it, it didn't really bother me. And I really didn't have like a bad experience feeling like I was like crowded. Yeah. Because we we figured out how to get the stuff that we didn't have fast passes for. We figured out how to still get on those attractions and, you know, stuff that we didn't get to do. It's not that big of a deal. I mean, I even went on like I had to go on Country Bear Jamboree because yeah, of, course, of course and because it's the only place I can ever get to experience it and Carousel of Progress yep we went on that and I also actually went we climbed up because it wasn't too hot we climbed up Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse oh nice and I, I hadn't been on that in years 
now it's Tarzan. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I didn't. It didn't feel like California. Let me just say that. But um, yeah. But I still, you know, I wanted to do it because that's the only time I can do it. And also, the other times that I've been to the park, it's been a lot hotter. And so it's not something that you want to do is climb up all these stairs and then climb back down. So that was one of the reasons why I was like making it an important thing for me to do is to go to that. Because again, you just, the thing about it is you start going to these parks and you're just like, I need to experience these things because I don't know what's going to be gone the next time I go. So I just thought it was a great trip and we had tons of fun. And and I would say, don't let the fact that it's Christmas and it's crowded keep you from going because if you want to go and experience all that stuff do it because it was really worth it that sounds like you had a terrific time we did it was really fun well i hope everybody enjoyed ruthie's uh, walt disney world trip report episode number 87 of jiminy crickets ruth where can everybody find you on the web Well, I am a co-host of a podcast along with my daughter where we watch and then discuss the Disney made-for-TV movies from the 80s called the Disney Sunday Movie Podcast. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook, and our website is DisneySundayMoviePodcast.com. And we've kind of been on a little hiatus, but we are coming back. Just want to throw that out there. And I'm on Facebook. I'm Ruthie Brown. You can find me on Twitter at DisneyChris73. You can find me on Facebook under the name Chris Linden. That's L-Y-N-D-O-N, as in Lyndon Johnson. And you can find my website at DisneyChris.com, home of the Disneyland Magical Audio Tour. And you can find my YouTube channel at DisneyChris.com. That's spelled out D-O-T-C-O-M. And let me mention, if you want to help support the Jiminy Crickets podcast and my website, DisneyChris.com. Please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. As little as $1 a month would help me very much to keep all my Disney activities going. And my Patreon address is www.patreon.com slash DisneyChris. One word. And remember that if you do become a Patreon subscriber, you get exclusive audio content. This is not content generally that you are able to purchase from Disney. It's stuff that I have specially re-edited and changed and made extra special just for you. I rarely take a piece of music and just share it as is. I always enhance it, add little flourishes, little extras, make it fun. So think about that, and please do consider becoming a supporter on Patreon. Now, Ruth, where can everybody find Jiminy Crickets on the web? You can find all of our past shows on our website at jcricketpodcast.blogspot.com. You can also listen to us on iTunes at Jiminy Crickets, that's with an exclamation point, and be sure to leave us a five-star review. You can also email us your comments or questions at JiminyCricketsPodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, and we definitely want to mention anything that you want to say in our future episodes. So, Ruth, do you have any final words for today? Well, I hope you guys enjoyed listening to my trip report, and 
Hopefully you guys were kind of traveling along with me as we went through the different parks. Thanks for listening. And always let your conscience be your guide. When your heart is in your dream.